chorus of this one. You bet. Certified fresh. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Certified Fresh Podcast. I am your host, your sole host, DJ Z-Luck. And today is the first day we've been back in over a month. I did a quick little fill-in with Trang. Uh, that was just to get us over the hump. I really need to get some scheduling stuff done. I wanted to get guests lined up. I'm going to attempt to get a little bit of video clips done. It's safe to say all those things are actually done. And we have two guests in the building for our first like official back podcast. So I'd like to welcome my man Abel from Complex Barbershop and my girl Kyra, aka she's like my family member sister from the KL Hair Studio. So if you guys want to do a quick little introduction, feel free to introduce yourselves. Uh, I'll go first. I'm Abel Garza, owner of Complex Gentleman's Barbershop, uh, located here in West Pasco. I've uh, been doing the damn thing since 2015. Damn. Been owning your own spot oh, since 2015. Yeah, owning, owning, okay. operating, managing, the whole nine. You name the whole it. nine. I love it. Yes, sir. And Kyra? Uh, Kyra Lopez. I own KLR Studio. I've been in the industry my entire life, but I started working uh, 13 years ago. And I opened my own place, uh, was it 2018? We just get, I don't know. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just I get feel close. like it's been forever because I've been helping for such a long time in these in salons. For sure. And you moved from your own spot, place. huh? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess 2018 and then 2021, I moved, relocated. Nice. Which was a huge move. Yes, after mm-hmm. a pandemic. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, actually, let's start with that right there. How was it? Owning a hair salon or barber shop. I'm just going to say hair spot um, for the rest of this during the pandemic. How was it owning? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, thank God. I, I mean, I was in a, a good financial position where I was able to, you know, they always say save up for a rainy day. Yeah. You know, this was a massive a rainy, rainy day. Months, yeah. You know? I was supposed to save so, a few months. And- yeah. So, I mean, thank God that I was able to have that financial stability. Um, but I get, I think the unknown of, you know, we didn't know what really was going to happen. They kept saying, at first it said two weeks, yeah two weeks and then they said oh, a month. And then there's all these rumors going around. So I think that was a little bit, caused a little bit of anxiety, but yeah. not, I'm just help. I'm just thankful. It wasn't from a financial standpoint. It's more from just me. I'm a workhorse, man. Yeah. I like to go. You don't want to be stuck at I home like doing nothing, stuck, you yeah. know, but you know, so I just had to work through that. It was a mental thing. You know, once I was able to realize okay you're not going to be in the shop but you can still work in other areas that you've been kind of neglecting in your because in business you always got some you can work towards for sure so i mean besides that bro it was a good little break when i look back at the grand scheme of things it was good i think to kind of touch on what you were saying though too it's the uh the unknown of how long we're going to be shut down it'd be one thing if you're like hey we are for sure going to be closed for two months right then you can you're like damn all right cool i know this date we're going to be back open you know and plan for that accordingly but when you're like oh shit it's it's a week or two weeks. And then the next thing, you know, oh, it's going to be a month. And then the next thing we're six months and then it's, oh, you can open, but you got to have masks on or this, that, and the the third capacity was terrible. Yeah. The capacity. Especially when you have a big salon. For sure. And I mean, like, how did you guys navigate? Because I know both you guys opened when possible, but with all the rules and regulations and I mean, shit for you guys, you cut beards. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like have a mask on, but also I'm going to need you to pull it down just for long enough so I can cut you. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is wild. It was wild, man. And not knowing, I mean, you, you didn't want to not take it serious because at the time you didn't really know what was going on and people were dying from it, man. You know, whether, whatever your stance is on it. For sure. Yeah. That's, you know, but you have to be careful and, and be cautious of everybody who comes in the shop because not everybody has the same viewpoint. Well, and trying to be respectful, respectful yeah. of everybody yeah, as well. Did you guys ever get um, like customers that were raising crazy like stinks about it? About just like coming in, like, oh, you have to have a mask on. Oh yeah, we had. I had a. I had a lot of like it was mixed. It was either like they didn't want to wear a mask or they were scared to uh, come in with if someone didn't have a mask on. For sure. So both sides of the yeah, coin. So there. both for us was it was really that was probably the most stressful thing about the pandemic was the coming back to work. The shutdown, it wasn't as stressful because I was, because obviously as a business owner, you do have to change, you know, you know, so it's like, well, shit, I can't do hair. I should just do retail then because yeah. I have that. Yep. Do know? something. Do something. Work on my website, do yep, retail. Exactly. I, so I did it. And that's what kept my doors open was retail. 
So for for me, it was like that was probably the most stressful part was coming back because we had to work with, uh, you know, your max capacity. So only a few stylists could work at the same at the same time. And that was probably the most stressful thing because people were upset that they had to wear masks. People were upset that people didn't want to wear masks. And then but, you're also juggling your uh, stylist schedules exactly. too, right? So I'm like, you can't work all together. And so it was a lot of frustration with each other because, you know, everybody wants to work. We had been gone for three months. Well, yeah. And, and, and you know, for me, I was okay. But the girls, my girls needed to work. They have families. They had everything. So it for was sure. terrible. But but we did figure it out and it was it was okay. And honestly, if someone told us something, we're just like, hey, we just got to follow the rules. We can't, we want to stay open. So if you f- right. listen, we'll stay open. Right. But oh. you're not going to risk my business because exactly. you're causing shit. Yeah. Um, looking back now, it's really cool, especially for both you guys, because I was kind of in it with the DJing as well. Yeah. But like, I just straight up didn't DJ. Like, yeah. this, like, yo, motherfuckers, the one thing that we can't be doing is gathering in groups. Right. Yeah. So mine was just, hey, sit back and wait and hope. And, uh, you know, I tried to start doing other things and plotting and scheming for when it would end, whenever that was, I was ready. So, for instance, like the boat race party, mm-hmm. when when they yeah. came and said, hey, you know, we're interested in doing it, I started laying out flyers. I had it all done, marketing, everything. And they were like, holy shit, like, you have all this done? I'm like, dog, I've had this done for six months. Yeah. I've yeah. been waiting yeah. for this yeah. moment. Yeah. I had nothing to do, exactly. literally, you know. And I picked up the serving job in the meantime. But it's it's crazy to see, especially because both you guys are in the same industry um, to see how to be creative and resilient through tough times. Cause like, if you would have asked yourself then like, yo, what are you going to do? You're like, holy shit. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. really scary. The unknown is super scary. Yeah, it was, it was, but at the same time, man, like I think, uh, if you're an entrepreneur, you know how to move around that way. You know what I mean? At so, least if you're a successful one. Yeah, no, yeah. You make it work, man. You make it work. And, and not only that, but like keeping your, guys who work with you, the girls who work with you, keeping everybody motivated and keeping everybody positive, even though you don't have the answers, man. Like, I really didn't know, but I had yeah. to, to you know, text them every once in a while, make sure they were good, mm-hmm. make sure everybody's cool. Hey, how's your family? How are you guys doing? What do you guys need? Right, checking you know, in on them. Yeah. yeah. Make them feel comfortable that, you know, it's going to be all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know? and, and on that, from both you guys too, you're the leader of basically the team. Mm-hmm. So, sure. like, you got you to be steadfast and strong with it because it's like damn if i'm sitting here like i'm stressing out hella and or at least if i'm showing it right then then my team is like oh damn like is the ship going down yeah what's going on you know stay positive even though you're stressing even though you're stressed out or you again like you don't really know you got to show them that but you know deep down inside i i believe in me my team i believe that we were going to make it through no matter what yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely could see that from both of you guys. Like, mm-hmm. even because you know, talking to both of you guys through the whole thing, I was like right. checking in, like, "Oh, how's it going?" And it's like, "Damn, you know, it's just one day at a time type stuff." Yep. Yep. But I do feel like everybody that made it out the other side of COVID, and not saying like it's gone or whatever, but like we're back to normal, basically. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, um, everybody who made it through that, like, you're way stronger for it because oh, now you're like, I know I can get through goddamn anything. Right, if you can get through that, man. <laughs> What a time to be alive! Not only that, they you say you're not non-essential, and like, yeah. yeah, it's crazy shit, right? Because yeah. we go to school and like, bro, get all these licenses. Reality is, right. reality is, is eighty percent is is disinfection, mm-hmm. is 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 scalp disease, all the things that you think would qualify as being, um, I wouldn't say essential, but like falls along falls along those lines of knowing how to be. Um, Sanit- how sanitary. to be sanitized yeah. sanitary sanitary we you know met all those qualifications you're literally masters at that yeah, yeah. bro and so. mind you just so everybody knows abel's staring at me while he says this because he knows that i'm the definition of non-essential <laughs> <laughs> he's like yo man the first thing to go is djs and bars nightclubs you gots to go my man <laughs> So anyways, let's get off the COVID stuff. So I want to start and I can start with whoever you guys want, but Kyra kind of alluded to it, but like Abel, how long have you been into cutting hair? Like barbering? Is that the correct term? Barbering? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, shit. The first time I picked up a pair of clippers, I was about 13. 13, 14. Yeah. So, so it's safe to say both you guys have basically been lifers. Yeah. Yeah. Like pretty much. You're not, you couldn't even drive yet. No, not even. <laughs> Probably had some dirty ass underwear. Too, <laughs> I'm, I'm it real. Yeah. I still do, but so <laughs> at what point did you know that you wanted to own your own spot? Oh, uh, man. I I knew as soon as I went to barber school, I knew that I was going to take it 
I was gonna. This is the only thing that I really was like. School, I went in it, never gave it hundred percent. Sports, same thing. But this is the only thing, or the jobs I had previous, I never gave it a hundred percent. This is the one thing that I said I'm gonna give everything I have, and I want the maximum return. Like I want to freaking juice this for all it has to give. Yeah, you know. So, so when like when you talk about school and sports, was it just that you weren't interested or why were you not 100 percent in on those things? Like, I don't know. I just, you know, you're a kid and like you do whatever. I did the, the minimum requirement of mm-hmm. everything. No, for sure. I, I I'm did, only you know? asking because I had never felt compelled to do anything outside of graphic design, but I didn't have enough education to know what I could do. Right. And uh, I never felt like I was truly, truly interested in until anything mm-hmm. until I and I can remember the moment I saw JJ mix two songs. Shout out to my man JJ. When I saw him mix two songs, I was like, "Holy shit, what is this?" Mm-hmm. And I was on YouTube for like literally yeah. 10, 12 hours a day like trying to learn stuff. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and it's like those are the moments where when someone tells me like, "Yo, this is when I knew." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. I know that feeling." So yeah. I want to know how it felt, you know, for you. And like that's that's dope that the second you did it, you were like, or school-wise. bro. I was relentless. Like, I shut off everything. I, mean, I was 23 years old. I was having my first kid. I was, I didn't have, I didn't have nothing. You know, I, I was, I had just moved to Tri-Cities. I knew nobody. I had a couple of cousins here and there. But the able you see right now, or everybody knows the shop. But back then, I was just, not, not that I was nobody, but I was, you know. Yeah, yeah, starting out. Starting out. Especially so in the I industry. I had nothing. Yeah. So I had nothing, so I gave this everything. So, what you see is a result of um, just being dedicated. Do you mean being dedicated and having a vision of where I wanted to be? And of course, along those years, the vision changes, but it gets stronger as you go. And that's where we're at today. The, the other thing that I would like to touch on too, before we get to Kyra is dedication can get you so far. Like you showing up every day, that's dedication, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're passionate. Right. Yeah. right and the right, passion right. and dedication is when you mix those is when you get to the, you know, the, the real movement straight up because it's like, you can be passionate about something. There's a lot of people that are very passionate about things, but they're not dedicated. Right. And there's a lot of people that are really good workers and they show up, you know, they're nine to five or whatever, but they don't give a damn about their job. Right. And so it's like, I don't care if I move up. I don't even like this job. Right. 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 You mix the two and it's like, damn, you got a recipe for success then. Cause this motherfucker showing up every single day and he's giving it his all every day. And that's how you separate yourself. Yep. You know, people, oh, you know, everybody wants to say, Oh, it must be nice. Or, I want what this guy's got, but you don't see what we went through. Yeah. So like you don't see the dedication. I mean, you see it, but you don't see it. Right. You know? you're, you're not there all the time. You come no. in, you get your cut. Only it's you a know. good time. Only the person you see the exactly. good, the good part and the dedication. Exactly. You don't see the struggle. You right? see all the shine. Yeah. It's funny because right before you got here, me and Kyra were actually talking about this. And I was like, yo, we got to wait. This yeah. is a good topic. Because yeah, it's yeah. like, for some people that see Kyra, they're probably like, oh, shit. She just got a salon or got lucky, you know, and put the pieces mm-hmm. together. And not to like rat you out here. But I met Kyra at KFC Taco Bell working the damn yeah. lines. That's where we met was working there together. Snacker. Yeah, dude. Up in yeah, up in Kennewick. It was <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was wild because we were young. Yeah. But it was like so for me to be able to see her and she mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say was passionate, but dedicated for sure mm-hmm. at even KFC Taco Bell. Yeah, I just like working hard. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, like she's not she she was upset. She would get upset if you weren't as dedicated type stuff. Like, <laughs> yo, motherfucker, I'm here. Why aren't you? Yeah. yeah, I don't want to work extra hard at yeah. that kind of job, you know, so don't make it hard for me. I'm already doing, I'm already pulling my yeah. weight plus then some, and now you're going to put another plate on top of that? Nah, like that's, that's whack, you know? I think we were both in school at that time, right? Oh yeah. I was, I, I was about to drop out of CBC for yeah. my second time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so Kyra and I have known each other for a very long time now. Um, and it's been very cool for me to be able to see the progress from where it's been. But would you like to touch on the same thing? Where did you start? Okay, so I've been in the hair industry my entire life. I have, like, aunts. My mom's a hairdresser. She owned her own shop. Um, but I think I was, like, 10 years old when I was started learning how to style hair. I would, like, try to style my cousin's hair. I remember asking my mom to braid my hair one time because I wanted to look like Sporty Spice. Oh, <laughs> and spice so, she, yeah, she told me, no, I come home after work. You know, I'm done. I'm tired. Yeah. You got to learn. And I said, all right. So I taught myself how to braid my own hair. So I think I was probably in fourth grade at that time. And then uh, I got really good at braiding. And then the first time someone found out, I think I was like 12 or 13 years old. I was in middle school. And they asked me to cornrow their hair so I can uh, do extensions. And that was like the first time I ever did hair. 
I think I was only middle school. And then after that, I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do after, like in high school, I just was lost. Um, then after high school, I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to beauty school because I've always had an interest. Mm-hmm. I liked waxing eyebrows. I liked styling hair. I, I honestly thought I was going to go into barbering school first because I liked cutting hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. I went into uh, cosmetology. And then what caught my attention in cosmo school was uh, hair coloring, like experimenting. Oh, okay. That's my shit. I fucking love it. Because you're like, oh, the cutting was cool. Yeah. The styling was cool. But then experimenting like on color and yeah you kind of feel like the me. mad scientist huh? yeah dude i create. loved it you get to create and that's the art side uh-huh. of they're like yeah, yeah. i shouldn't say like cutting art or cutting uh, hair is not artistic or styling it's not but like now you're getting into a whole nother yeah, realm and of I'm like damn why didn't i take chemistry serious you know like, yeah i should have taken it serious but then but look at you now <laughs> yeah do you think do you think then uh the chemistry of actual like high school chemistry would have actually caught your eye though uh maybe i don't know i didn't i don't know i didn't like i was just like hey, well i didn't really like school i did what I can, I did enough to even get by. And then I probably would have even graduated early just cause I wanted to get done fast. For sure. So while we're on this to get off the hair for a second, how do you guys feel about, cause you, all three of us actually kind of have the same high school story. None of us were really truly engaged. I think I passed with literally the bare minimum GPA. Straight you up, can. Me too, bro. Yeah. Me too. yeah. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. I'm not either. Like, yeah. I, and that's oh, I what, don't care. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying though, is like when we're in high school, we all kind of said like, we weren't passionate. I was doing the bare minimum. You guys said the same. What would you say to the kids that feel like we felt in high school now? Find what you love doing, like your passion, and go with it. Because, honestly, you can make money doing something you love. I think it's changed nowadays, too, man. Every, yeah. The entrepreneur, um, everybody's becoming an entrepreneur, you know, kind of. It's not uncommon, you know. Yeah. You can do anything. For sure. I, didn't, I don't yeah. know if I knew a business owner when I was in high school. Like, I didn't personally I did. know right. a business owner. I knew a lot. And that's kind of where, like, I learned to be where I'm at now. I saw a lot of them not do great. And a lot of them were my family members. I mean, I love them, but they still had a lot to learn. For sure. Um, including my mother, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and it's, again, it's not easy owning your own business, like, mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So, I mean, hard. and not to, like, I'm not trying to take a shot at anybody, but not everyone can be successful. Yeah. Like, that just, that's just the way it is. Like, there's going to be people that don't make it, you know? And it's like, damn, that's that's tough, too, because you got to risk a lot to be able to do your own business or, or be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're risking your own time, you know, because you're grinding long hours. You're putting in your own money, these different things. And I just I think about that for a high school kid. What do I tell them now? And it's like because there's a lot of people that they don't know. They don't know what they're passionate about until they know. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I, I, I don't know what to tell you other than hopefully eventually life will take you there. Right. I think yeah. you got to practice just um, just being a hard worker, being a hard worker until then. Until yeah, until because sometimes man I'm just I'm I'm thankful that I was able to find my passion for sure same not a lot of older yeah. people um, that just never found it or never had the tools to kind of find you know their passion they just had to work at an early age yeah and well, just get to it had a had a family had house payment car payment and just weren't able to really even find you know their passion or the or chase the American dream you know. And as you just touched on, like my mom worked from, I think she was like 16 when she had her first full-time job, you know, my parents too, and never looked back, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, they, our generation is probably the first that's got the opportunities to try to go really, truly explore and and do that, which I think is really dope. Unfortunately, the, uh, the markets have shifted a lot. So, so maybe that's why our parents were so easy to buy houses and shit. Yeah. I'm not passionate about it, but damn, I can afford it, (laughs) you know? So I think that's a very interesting dynamic though. So if there's anybody listening, go find your passion. It, it literally will change. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it, but it'll change your whole outlook on everything. Right. Yeah. Um, so here's another question I have for both of you since we have you both here. What are the biggest differences mm-hmm. between the barbershop and the salon? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard because, I mean, I actually, I did work in the salon for a short period of time, about eight months. And at the time, which is 2014-ish, what I saw the biggest difference is that they're more, or- well, at the time, they're more organized. That's before barbers are doing appointments. Oh, okay. So what yeah. I learned from them is schedule schedule how to be on point how to be on how to have your your whole timing yeah timing it's a big deal for that's us. what i learned that's the first thing i kind of like took a so like you were saying so before that was it all walk-ins all walk-ins bro. oh I never shit knew any different that i worked in two different shops chuito's barbershop shout out chuito another one was on the mark with mark basinger 
Um, and we just, you know, that was just a barber thing was just walk-ins, bro. Sit forever. You'd have five, six guys just waiting. We had no organization. <laughs> I think we were kind of scared or we didn't have the information to go ahead and do that. That's, so. that's wild to think about now. I guess I've never thought about that, but think about how much money you're losing in that type of situation or other people are losing because they're waiting. Right. Like, whereas now you can be scheduled out. Okay. Well, Hey, I have but these I, spots open. Yeah. I think yeah. clients didn't, I think as far as men, like clients, the guys didn't know either. Yeah. They didn't know any better either. So they would wait. Just a massive shit show, basically, as far as scheduling. Yeah, bro, went. at the time, well, again, like, you don't know what you don't know, yeah. right? So, man, but I look back at that, that was a stressful situation, man. <laughs> yeah. So you would go long Damn. stretches without cutting? Or eating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, like, I was, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I, bro, I grind, you know what I mean? Yeah. Check the resume. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I would grind, bro, and I was very dedicated, but I was so dedicated to the point where I wouldn't eat. The girls at the salon, they'd be like, man, you need a Snickers. <laughs> and I'm like, and I wouldn't notice it, but that was because I wasn't eating. Yeah. And I was just getting a bad mood and then I just couldn't get a break. Hey, I get hangry too. I get, yeah, I get super hangry. <laughs> so, right. and, and before I let you go into it, you, what I think of when I think of a salon is I think of all the extra stuff. Like, oh, I it's see. someone doing your brows or it's somebody oh, doing the add-ons. The, the add-ons. Mm-hmm. But Abel's been, uh, what's your newest add-on? I don't know what the actual name of it, the... Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. What's it? What is it? That's well, kind of a separate little. It's a. It's some. It's a little bit separate. But is it not at the shop? It's though? In the shop, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, it's in the that's shop, sure. brother. No, that's sure. really cool, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. can you can you just talk about that real quick? Because I actually SMP, scalp micropigmentation. I'm just getting into it, man. I'm just having my starting my campaign with it, trying to separate myself from being a busy barber into something different. So specifically, what evolving. what is this? It's a hair tattoo, pretty much at the end of the day. So, so you guys who lose hair. Um, you know, you lose your hair follicle. So what this does is you can go in there and emulate the hair follicle. It doesn't promote hair growth, mm-hmm. but you're able to have that hairline that you kind of lost with, um, you know, over time. For sure. So, and how, how, how big of a section can you replace with this? You know, the whole thing. Cause oh, really? guys, we lose hair on the top. Gotcha. You know, they have like, you know, the, the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's the worst it can get. You don't lose hair on the sides. Right. So we can go in there and emulate and, and, and emulate the hair follicle. Long as you keep it, of course, it's not going to promote hair growth. Right. But long as you keep it cut short, you'll give that. It still that, looks. That shadow with that lineup and it does a world of a difference, man. Cool. Yeah. I, I just knew you had been into that and I actually yeah. didn't know. I mean, I kind of knew what it was, but yeah, not no, really. It's, <laughs> it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm really, really getting into and passionate about just helping people, man. Yeah. I mean, of course, I don't, I've never been the type to think about the money, I'm, although I am aware there is money in that. For sure. That's not but the main motivation. I, my main motivation is to help people and, and to make people feel good and look yeah. good. And there's a lot of dudes that are very self-conscious about their hair. Big time. They want, some guys want to admit it. They'll be like, what, a hair tattoo? But they want to admit it. But yeah, it is a, it is a thing. But it's the okay. same dude, it's the okay. first time he got it would be like, damn, though. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, have yeah. to wear this hat every single day. Right. Right. See, and I wear hats because I like them. I got too much hair. Right, <laughs> right. So, so yeah, man, it's just something that I'm, I'm, I'm getting into, and I'm just trying to help people out and, and really evolve as a barber and and have other things that I'm into, you know, yeah. within the same field. Yeah, that's what's up. I love that. Yeah. And Kyra, for you, like, uh, I mean, I've seen you start from just cutting to now <laughs> that you had your own shop. Then we moved locations. Yeah. Um. So it it's funny that he says that. Uh, the no appointments, that's actually, it's uh, pretty common even in salons. Well, I think it's more of like the old school way. So, mm-hmm. like, I think what happened is we got online booking, and that really helped, Change. right? Yeah, and so, for me, when I n- noticed people were, like, online booking, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm going to try this out. <laughs> because it was the same thing for us. We scheduled people, but we wrote them down on a book, right? Right. And sometimes they would show up. Sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes we didn't even get their information, like their phone number. We just wrote their name and, like, what they're getting d- done. So, that... That actually is like has changed so much in the last like, I want to say six years maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice because having a schedule, you kind of have it set for like the month, right? And, and some girls, I mean, some stylists are even set for three months in advance, you know. Yeah. But that is that's actually a really old school thing, I think, because mm-hmm. I grew up in the salon and I remember uh, stylists just waiting for walk-ins to come in. But now with online booking, you can actually get your walk-ins through just through that. Oh, because they see that they have availability open. Yeah, so like now when people call, I'm like, oh, just check online, you know, whenever you want and you'll see our availability, you know. Mm -hmm. And they do it and it's great. It's all my new girls that are like trying to build clientele. They built their clientele like that. 
which makes it super helpful for new people. Yes. And the thing that I just keep coming back to is like, man, I would hate to just sit there and be like, I hope someone comes in today. I did that. Yeah. 13 years ago, I had to wait around because we didn't have that. So I would have, I mean, I had clients from like beauty school, but it's not the same. Yeah. And so I had to wait around and uh, that, that, that changed about six years ago and it's, it's great. It's such a, I don't know why people don't do on. I was going to say that literally sounds like a game change, like an absolute absolute game changer. Yes. Um, people hate the girls hated it. You know, like, I don't know these people. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Would you rather, would you rather cut nobody? Exactly. It's great. I love it. That's, that's awesome. Um, I want to talk about some of the add-ons that you have at your salon. Okay. So what else? I know, obviously you had talked about coloring. We'll come back to that. But like, you also have a couple other girls that do other services other than cutting and coloring. So my salon is, uh, mostly a hair coloring salon. So everybody there does hair coloring. Right. And we also do like makeup and hairstyling. I do bridal stuff too. And I have a girl that I usually have like a couple of girls that do makeup for me, but I also have, when I relocated, I really wanted to focus on, uh, the esthetician side of it. So that's, um, you know, like lashes, waxing, facials, all that. So now in my new salon, I have a makeup art or yeah, makeup tattoo artist, kind of like what you're doing, but they just do eyebrows. Oh, so they're tattooing the eyebrow. The eyebrows. Got you. So now I have that and I have lashes and then I have a wax girl and she does all the body waxing. And then my, my little sister, she does a body contouring. It's like a sculpting thing. Okay. It's really cool. So I have three extra services that I didn't have before. Right. Which is great. That's huge. Yeah. And I always tell people like getting someone in your door is huge because then they, they're like, Oh, you know what? I actually also wanted to get my hair colored. Yeah. And I just seen this place is popping. looks yeah. cool. And I already go there for other stuff. Yeah. It's nice. It's great. I mean, yeah, that's, that was my main goal of when I wanted to relocate. I wanted to expand, you know, right. not just in the hair, but everything else I could do other stuff. In the beauty industry. So, and to come back to the coloring, because I know that that's your like, oh, I love coloring. That's your baby. Yeah, she got all excited just right when I said. Dyed my hair too. I'm looking. Oh yeah, he's looking nice. <laughs> yeah. So how how many men do you color their hair? Up until the last month, let's take the last month and a half. Never. Never, right? Never. Thank you, JJ. <laughs> Also, shout out to JJ, got his hair done, <laughs> which then to led to, to Kyra's husband uh-huh. and my best friend Hector getting his hair dyed. Which looks fucking sick. It, looked, it looks really good. <laughs> then my man Andrew came through. He wanted it. We were going we to do my hair, but it was just way too much hair at the time. But uh, it might be getting done here soon. Um, Abel's Stay been tuned. in. So do you feel like there's a market for you to get men's hair, men's hair coloring? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm, like, all about it now, too. I'm, like, what the hell? Why didn't I ever do this? Like, this is great. They don't, they listen. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, they take all my advice. It's great. I think it's it's uh, always I funny. Got, like, when 14 shampoos. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. how many of them are purple? Yeah, purple. All kinds of different kinds I don't even know what I just said. I no, just know that I hear purple yeah, shampoo. That's good, that's I'm, like, true. damn, I, I want to, like, message and be, like, what is my supposed, my shampooing regimen supposed to be? No, I don't no be you should. I do that to everyone. Ask Shrang. She's here. <laughs> I do we, it all the time. We got training behind the scenes back in the building. <laughs> She's just back there nodding her head. Yep. That's that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, all right. So I got another thing that I really wanted to ask you guys about. And this is um, kind of interesting to me because knowing you guys uh, separately, but also being in the same industry, you guys are both really big on education. Oh, yeah. Like time. education big within time. the, you know, your industry. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people that are business owners or, um, you know, they are leaders in their companies and stuff. And they don't put any none zero emphasis on education or re-education or learning new things and i was just wondering if you guys wanted to talk to talk about that not only to just other maybe people that own barbershops or salons like what the benefits are but to anybody that's in business or shit even just working at in a place of like management or leadership right i think uh well keep that passion burning man you got to uh-huh. keep educating yourself you know i mean it's an evolving industry where things change you know there's always styles that come and go so you always want to be on top of that. You know, I don't ever want to have anybody in my chair. It feels like, oh, these guys only do this. That's yeah. that's all they do. Nah, I, I I really tell the guys in my shop, you know, to go ahead and educate yourself and learn as much as you can learn and find something that you're good at, bro, and, and just go with it. You know what I mean? Because you've, you've traveled and done uh, competitions, correct? Uh, yeah, I've done a couple competitions. That's not really my thing. It was just something I wanted to do just to, just to try test it. myself. Yeah. You know? But yeah, the, the education, I'm all about that. Yeah. And I know, sure. and I know. Oh, I'm a hundred percent about that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even, 
I don't even really give my girls an option. I tell them they have to. Like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's in my like uh, in my requirements when you want to come work with iron me. sharpens iron. Uh-huh. You have to like I have a online education for them that I, I offer them and they have to if I feel like they need to do something. I'll recommend it to them. And then most of the time they do, but I really do push it. I have online. I um, even have, I have like in-house education. So I have people come in all the time. I just like two weeks ago, we just had a color, like color class. And then another two weeks, I'll have a haircut class going in. It's great. Like I don't, to me, it's important because if you're never learning or changing, you'll, you'll get stuck and you won't grow anymore. You're stagnant. You're stagnant. Your clientele just stops and you just keep doing the same type of style. You know, you need to change it. You have to evolve. Well, and don't you guys feel like, especially with hair, that it's an ever changing, there's always new styles, right? I mean, it's almost like fashion. Yeah. I mean, things will come back. But you still have to refresh in it. You know what I mean? You just can't be stuck. Right. And have color fun, change. Man. Yeah, color changes. Formulas change. You know, that's my biggest thing for for us is the color. Because things change in the color lines. You know, they change the, the ingredients, everything. And we got to learn. We got to learn so we can make sure that we're doing things correctly. I got I got stuck. I was trying to I was trying to figure out the way to phrase that. But um, I know that both of you guys have also been just recently like really upping your photography skills. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted to talk about social. Yeah. Sorry, I had that super awkward long pause, like I was buffering. I was trying to think of the right words, but um, like we had talked about a little bit, like learning um at least the basics of photo editing. My mic's cutting it out. The uh, basics of photo editing and getting good quality photos. Like, what's the difference between where maybe you were at? a year, two years ago and posting stuff to social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be. And then now that you have good quality photos, like now you probably look back and like, damn, some of mine was. Oh yeah. Weird. That's me right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, how, have you been able to see a difference? Oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. Do, mean, yep. do people. That's good. That's where you're, you're, you're evolving. You can go to my page and see the evolution of my, yeah, of my style. Do you guys have people that come in and like comment or anything? Or about or like oh man I saw like oh, oh yeah dude I have a lot of like it's always first timers or even guys who go to you all the time they know that you're staying on top of your game yeah. that just shows that you're the top of what you do because you you know it's 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 your calling card you know what I mean so if I'm presenting my work in the best possible way and light then it's only gonna you know gravitate people towards you it's literally your portfolio it that is. anyone exactly. can snag and grab it is. and if you really sometimes we get lost on social media where you just you're always scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Take take two weeks off of social media, right? This yep. is what I did. I, I'll, I'll take two weeks off. I'll, I'll do as much as I can without it, right? Go back on it. And the first thing I realized is, damn, this is a tool for my yeah. business. So I start using it as that. I'm not just scrolling, looking through some bullshit. I'm seeing that this is a tool that's free yeah. that I can, you know, Great I marketing. can market to everybody. So why not present my work in the best possible light? Right. And I know that you had said, like, money's not the main motivator. But if, I, if you're going to be there, you might as well be making the money, right? Nah, yeah. This is the way I look at it with the, with that money. Like, I, I'm a, not, that's not my motivation. But I do know that if I stay dedicated and I, I do my best work, money's going to come. Yep. For sure. That's exactly. 100. That's that's a no-brainer. We know this. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like, that's literally the formula. I'm not doing a cut, like, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm about to get. No, oh, I'm doing that, a haircut. That's actually a thing, too. Like, back in oh, the day, sure. it used to be, like, time is money. But, honestly, like, they wanted you to get as many as you can. Right. That's I don't believe in that. Yeah, I don't believe not, in that. Man. You got to take your time. You know. Do it right. Put all, put all that you can into that person. Service. At the end of the day. It's great. And then you'll the money will come. Yeah. So, let me ask you sure guys both of this. On um, price-wise, where do you guys feel like you fall comparatively to other um, similar style, similar places like a similar salon or a similar barbershop. Do you feel like you're in the middle, high end? Like to be honest with you, I don't pay attention to no yeah. other shop. I, don't I really, really don't. I don't I, really either. I don't like I to. I'm not going to compare my stuff to nobody. This is the only thing that I've said. I have other people. So I actually get my hair cut from Abel. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and you know he's not paying me to say any of this. No. So um, I've had people that were like, damn, man, like you pay how much for a, a haircut? And I'm like, yo, you know, th- yes, I understand. It's not great clips. I'm not going in and getting a $20 haircut. But less than that. Is yeah. It's or, like 12 bucks. Oh, oh shit. Not even an eyebrow wax. Yeah. Damn. So, and, like, and I mean. neckline up. <laughs> yeah. And not to, <laughs> not to shit on great yeah. clips or anything no, like that. No, like no, no, it's no. all they, shapes they, and sizes. They got, right? they got their. their but know, I will say this though. The one thing that I say besides I like the environment of the barbershop, which 
I'm willing to pay for that. Right. But the biggest thing for me, and you've all heard the horror stories, especially you guys being in, in the industry forever, is like, oh man, I went and got cut, and like, oh Lord, you wouldn't believe what old what old Jim did to <laughs> me, right? <laughs> I can literally go in, and I don't have to think about anything. I have the peace of mind. Uh, it's the insurance that I know that Abel's not going to fuck up my shit. Like that, that's, I'm paying a master because yeah. I expect master work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, trust you, it's, it's a trust. Yeah. yeah. And, and unfortunately, uh, not to shit on Jim at great clips, <laughs> but I don't trust you with my dog's hairline, <laughs> oh, you <shit>. know, <laughs> like yeah. I've, I've had haircuts that not yeah. in any time recently, but like back in the day when I was like, oh, I just need to get my haircut. And you're like, Oh my God, why is my hairline pushed up so high? And what does that do? If you get a bad haircut and people tell you it's bad, that brings down your confidence. Yeah. yeah. So what we want to do is give you confidence, make you feel good about yourself. So there's not a lot of industries or jobs that, that you're a lot that you, that you can do that in. So in like have industry, a, you make people feel good, man. Yeah, that's a, a literal a direct one to one correlation that's of like, up. yo, I did a great job, and now they feel good about it. Yeah, that's yep. my. Favorite. I love getting guys who've never had the, ex- the shop experience. You know, I love it because I'm like, they're like mind blown. Like, I didn't even know I could look like this. <laughs> For sure, I'm sure with you too, right? When oh, you I girl, love it. Dope ass color. Like, I didn't even think that I could do. I, could I know, look especially like this. with me, they sit there like for three hours yep. <laughs> with foils in their hair, random <laughs> stuff in their hair. They don't even cotton. They have no idea what's and, really going on. You know, the cape. They don't look. They don't look flattering at all. And then when they're done, yeah, they're definitely feeling themselves. And how many times do you get girls that come in not to look behind me at all? That <laughs> bringing like a photo of some kind, and you're like, "Listen, you're two, three, four sessions away from that." I get it a lot, um, but I do. I, so when they bring me a photo, I always tell them, Hey, this is an inspiration. Right. And if it's something that's not realistic, I will tell them straight up. I, I won't do. waste their, I won't <laughs> waste their money, their time or nothing. I'll tell them straight up. No, that's not working. This, for example, if someone wants like, for example, Trang, she likes to be platinum, right? Her hair is so dark, <laughs> so dark. Right. And I always tell her, no, you're tripping. Like this is not going to happen. Yeah. You, you can't go this white blonde. Like the, it won't, it just won't because of all the science behind it, right? Yeah. So you just got to educate them. You got to tell them. And then what I usually do when they bring me a picture is I say, hey, this is, let me sh- pull up some pictures for you for inspiration. Mm-hmm. This is what you can achieve mm-hmm. because this is what your color is and this is what you've gone through and this is what you can get. If we do everything correctly, we take our time. You might be here for a, lo- a long time, but right. it's okay. You know, Yeah. we can order food. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get hungry. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. We got to no breeds. So, you know, I sit them down and I am realistic. And that's actually really important in the hair industry for Straight us. It's like you have to have a great consultation because if you don't, then things can go south. down south. Yeah. Well, especially I- I'm just imagining if someone has an expectation of like, yo, I want to look like X, let's say platinum blonde and your hair mm-hmm. is black. And you're like listen, sweetheart, it's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. And uh, they're like, well, that's what I wanted. And if someone doesn't give them that right consultation, they're expecting exactly. platinum blonde hair. And it's all how you talk to them, too. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, make them feel like um, like they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You got to just find the best way. It's customer service, and you got to find the best way yeah. to kind of break it to them. Yeah, and you listen. just have to And then you got to, yeah, like, with me, I get, a, I get a guy who comes in, right, and he shows me a picture of, of uh, Ronaldo. Of course, you know, I'm like, of course, right, dude, it's a dude with a beard tatted up all buff. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> dog, like I'm not going to tell him like that, but I'm like, uh, you don't understand that. I don't know if you want the haircut or you want to look like the oh, person that's, you that's want. The, the That's the thing. Oh. I think I think they look at the person and they want to look like the guy. But I don't say that. I'm just like, hey, listen up with what you got. This is the best way. Up. We're going to kind of incorporate a little bit of what you that style that you want. But we could do it even better because you got this is the positives that you got going for you right you might not have the waves but you got you know a little bit the thickness and or 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 whatever we're gonna work with that and we're gonna get you the best we can and the beard might be as not be as full but we'll work with what we got and you're gonna look good man and then just give them the confidence it's like that i was wondering why every time i bring you a photo of (laughs) david beckham i never come out looking like him that's the number one that's the number one google haircut man is it uh yeah i've seen a lot of guys come in <laughs> hey that's me man don't don't single me out now <laughs> damn i mean you're pretty close to david Beckham. Well, hey you heard that stuff. ladies you hear that that's yeah. straight from abel's mouth ladies man <laughs> oh man so okay so it's been we, we're based can we say we're out of covid now like at least for like uh business wise yeah, yeah. No for the most part right yeah yeah so we're basically back to normal i wanted to ask you guys even through the end of this year and moving forward what are some other goals i know that you just started the and i'm sorry can you say it again smp 
SMP. Scout micro pigmentation. SMP. Um, I know that you've just been getting into that, but like what other things do you have plans for the shop or other things that you want to do moving forward that maybe like during COVID you were like thinking about or got excited about? I just got, I'm continuing to grow my brand, man. You know, whether that's through the apparel, um, again, doing my, my scalp micropigmentation and even kind of like flirting with the idea of opening up a second location as well. Ooh. I've always kind of liked the idea of maybe a school, you know, oh, that's, that'd be cool. Kind of keying in, keying in on things that schools don't necessarily kind of teach you. And I think one of the keys is financial stability. They don't really teach you how to like. Oh, that's a huge thing. It's big, man. Dude, and I want to yeah. be, and like I tell my guys, like I try to educate them, and like, man, it's Same. like you got to know what you make. You got to know what it is because you're getting a lot of cash, you know, all these things coming in. But what are you really taking home, man? Yeah. What are you really saving, and what do you, you know, what are you really reporting? Because people are like, "Oh, I'm not going to report nothing." I'm that's like, "And terrible. that's not going to work for that. you, bro." Yeah. A lot of the guys were, uh, oh, I don't accept cash app. I accept straight cash. I'm like, "Well, that's shoebox money, bro." That's only going to mm-hmm. get you so far. Now, if you want to put your family into a nice house, get yourself a nice car, yep. start doing the things that you... You better like, be paying, paying cash yeah, for those too. Straight up. So I think <laughs> that's, better, that's really what I've been kind of thinking about as far as, um, you know, maybe a school kind of teaching them things that they don't teach you. The financial part, like the business yeah. part. It's yeah, important. It's big. I, I would almost even say to you, what if you reached out to someone to just teach like business finances, like mm-hmm. uh, separate from barbershop, but just... F- I think even at a high school level, we get taught basically nothing. Yeah. And how many kids today can balance a checkbook? None. I, I'm literally like, I fucking doubt you little fuckers barely know how to check your own debit card statements, <laughs> let alone balance a checkbook. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's important, man. It is crazy to me though that like we have people and um, you can have all the best intentions and it's like, yo, no one taught you anything. Either you better figure it out or you're going to get fucked fast though. Because right. yo, if the first time you don't pay taxes, right. You're eligible to get that ass shut down yeah. straight up, straight to. up. So and that, I don't, and I don't know where, where do you get taught that other than self self-taught? Wow. Who yes. showed, did anybody show you anything financially? My dad was always kind of telling me about, you know, saving up my money. But my dad wasn't, I mean, of course he wasn't in, like, investments. I'm not too heavy in investments, which I'm going to get into soon. But my dad was always, save your money, man. Make sure you make your money. And it's, not, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Right. You know what I mean? Because you don't ever want to be caught in a situation where you have to, you know, sacrifice. My dad would always say, don't ever get yourself something like, don't ever be hostage to your your a four four walls which meaning a house yeah. or a piece of metal meaning a car yeah. yeah don't ever put yourself in a situation where you're trying to keep up with somebody but your pockets ain't right make sure your money's right make sure your family's straight mm-hmm. and, and from then i had I, that kind of instilled that mindset in me and then i just had to kind of fish for the answers myself you know yeah so going you know out what's there. crazy as abel's i posted something once on my story and abel reacted to it and it was a uh, about paying your taxes cleaning yeah. all your stuff straight up. he's the first person i've ever ever has ever told me Yes, you're 100% right. Like, you need to. Yeah. Because it, it's so bad in our industry. People don't try to hide their money. Mm-hmm. They don't They don't put the money in the bank. I, I make deposits all the time for cash yeah. because I claim it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that they don't teach in school. And then you get into the actual industry, and they tell you to do something different. Like, oh, if you have cash, don't cl- don't claim it. No, claim it. So you that's can, a small but, mindset. Yeah, like you're never going to grow if you don't claim it. Just pay the taxes and... You know, you could just find, find it. Your, yeah, find yourself a good accountant too. Yeah. That's gonna be able yeah. to kind of know you, know your business, and know yeah. your what your goals and what you want to get into. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's yeah. literally you can't. If you don't claim your cash or any of those cash apps or whatever, mm-hmm. it's so hard to even get yourself a car. You're just a hu- you're 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 just hustling. You're not a business. Yeah. yeah, you're. I mean, if you can't prove what money you make, exactly. You're so literally. The, banks don't the more you show, the more you grow. Yeah. Exactly. Like hey, damn. Ooh, you like that? I'm about to put that on the quote wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's you crazy. Hear but he is the first person I've ever has ever reacted to something That's, like that. Yeah, I tell my but guys all the time. I same. I make my girls. I tell them, you guys cannot just not claim your cash. So we do square. It's kind of like what, what yeah. do you guys do. You do that. I just yeah. We okay. Do square. So I do square right, and that there's options on there on who, how your payment is. I said you better put that cash in there because if you don't, the bank's gonna think you don't have money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you and go claim your and claim it. Go pay your taxes. Well, you can't go get a car loan if you can't prove that exactly. you make money. That's what happened to me. So imagine a house like yeah yeah going yeah. in going to go get a car or whatever, and they're like you're in there confident right. 
you're like, man, I make you know X amount of dollars. You I got know bread. what you make. Yeah. Like, I got money, man, and they're looking <laughs> at you like, oh, you're a barber. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to say I make money, but I make money, and they're they're like, that's cool, man. But Let's what can you claim? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, this is you know where it's at. Before this is when I was early in the game, and they're like, well, look at man. I mean, that's all nice, but you, you, I don't see nothing on you, so you can't. So then I'm like, so that made me go back to a drawing board, like, well, damn. Yeah. So I guess well, I damn, drawing, I, I ain't balling like I thought I was. Yeah, yeah. man, I have to settle for that, <laughs> for the Celica, for the 87 Celica. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but it's clean, though. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, though. It's cool. It's clean. But if you guys were going to tell someone else going into business, where, where would you tell them to get financial training? Oh man, because I think On, both of you guys are kind of like, bro. It's online. Everything's yeah. online. You can go YouTube. Just everything. Go man. Get an accountant. Honestly, yeah, get an account. They're gonna guide you in where you yeah. gotta go. If you go get a home, they can budget for first you. time home buyers, right? They're gonna have classes for you, and they're gonna tell you exactly what you need to do to qualify for X mm -hmm. amount. If you want to buy a home, I gotta tell my guys. If you want to buy a home, go talk to them. Tell them everything. Tell them what you got, and they're gonna tell you. Listen, well, this is what you got. This is where I need you to be. Yeah. So this next coming up year in your taxes, you can start this is what getting you right. Need to do now. Yeah. You have a vision. You have a now. You're working towards something, right. as yeah. opposed to shooting in the dark. For sure. Right? Yeah. So. Go see a, a loan officer. Go talk to an accountant. Yeah. They'll, they're the ones that are gonna guide you. Mm -hmm. Did either of you get any financial training through uh, Barber or? Hell no. Beauty no. school? Hell no. You're, you guys are both no, like just, giggling I mean, about it almost. I, 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 I get it. You know, they're, they, they, they're going to teach you textbook stuff. But no, financial stability, no. And I'm not shitting on them because that's... No, yeah. You know, I'm not, you know. Um, or haircutting techniques are kind of outdated. But whatever, yeah. you got to get in there to get your license and get out. Get out and you yeah. learn everything on the fly. But everybody who's underneath you guys is actually ha uh, has a license, correct? To, yeah. I, yeah, they all have their operating license. And then Business I have license. a... I have... Uh, self-employed oh. girls and then I have some girls on payroll. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But if I have payroll, you got to get yourself an accountant. You can't just be... But at the end of the day, they're all doing their own finances, right? Right. Borat, or what did you say? Booyakasha. <laughs> Big up yourself. We had, to, we had a little technical difficulty, but we're back though. Anyways, um, we can get off that because I was just <laughs> rambling on the finances. I was just actually really, really interested in it. Um, moving to the last little bit, outside of all the, the business stuff and anything else, I was going to bring up some funny stories that we have that at least I know from each of you guys. <laughs> I won't, I won't blast you Abel, all right, but good. what's uh what's your favorite party that you've been to that I've DJed? I know you've been to at least a few the of them. Boat race bash. Is that, is that even our, the parties they have for I, That's us. what I was expecting. I got, yeah, man. My well, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was, that was I was trying to man. I was the good thing about that that the second year anniversary is I was buzzed pretty well, but it wasn't <laughs> towards well. the end where I was blacked out. And then here comes Zach with a crown royal ball. Hey, take this to the neck, buddy. <laughs> cool. Is that what he told you? <laughs> That's exactly what he told me. Man. If it ain't brown, it ain't crown, chief. Let's get Jesus. this thing on and pop in. But those are good ass parties. That man. was a really fun party, and They're we had the ones uh, we had the shop too. Yeah. Oh, the shop parties were fun, but the one that was at. Um, uh, Kennewick Red Line, the Nomad Party. Nomad, yeah, I had two of them there. The those were both really solid. They're good, man. Good turnout. We're we're playing another one this summer. This summer, so oh, ooh, snap. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're trying to we'll get, get it popping. We'll get it set up. Um, I will say this about those parties. Those might have been some of the best dressed parties oh. I've seen in Tri Cities. I think I went because you were there. I think you went to one of them for Maybe sure. Your first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You were there, which is nice because I like dressing up when I go out. And who? Well, we did. We we kind of like we kind of like huh? promoted it in a way where we wanted people to oh, look good, feel good, man. Yeah. Get out there and don't be. I mean, whatever, but don't be bummy. But yeah, you don't gotta go tuxedos, but no, let's but dress let's, up. Let's let's, let's yeah. feel good, you know. And we had the, uh, the what was the name? I'm for, I'm drawing a blank. The name of the band that came through, uh, Obed City, killed it. Yeah, they're fire. And then we had a uh, set out there singing, singing on the ones and the two. I try to tell people he's got some pipes on him. He's got some, you know, he's got a little, <laughs> oh little, yeah, he's got a little exaust system going <laughs> he's on. He's nice, oh, cool. Yeah, he's dope. So those were those were really fun times. I just wanted to touch on some actual personal things. Kyra, you wanna. I have too many. <laughs> Come on, just just pick one, one or a couple. Okay, well, my grand opening for sure. Oh, top. <laughs> yeah. So Kyra, Kyra had a grand opening for her salon, and it just got it yeah. started off real cool, and then it just got progressively yeah. wilder. Shout well, out to Andrew. It, it got wild after everybody left. Yeah, was Trang there? <laughs> Trang was definitely there. she was there. Yeah, that was one of my favorites, and then 
I'm trying to think of one of the boat races. I always have been there. Oh, That's like when are... I wild out, you know? Yeah, the boat races are just, they are what they are. They're just... It's a wild time I'll every do time. Patron no more, man. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> we we had to retire Abel from Patron. <laughs> I'll take it, but it, it's it it's just, a, it it's just, a dangerous game you're playing there, yeah, Bucko. It really is, man. It's like bad cologne. You smell it and it reminds you like of your grandpa. That's why. Oh. That's how I feel about vodka. That's why I said no. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, you I mean, guys I'm still take a shot, but I'm just you, saying. You guys like, want one more? <laughs> yeah. What? You want one more shot? Oh, she know it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up so that we can go drinking. But I just want to give a huge thank you to my first guest, Abel and Kyra. Is there Always. anything else you guys want to say to get out of here? On no, man, we appreciate everybody for listening. We appreciate the opportunity to come and talk on your platform and and you know kind of give some game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Kyra was nervous to I'm be so here. I'm so nervous. I don't know why. She did so good. I don't know why she's <laughs> tripping about. Um, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm thankful for these two to come on. I've known them both for a long time. And I really appreciate it coming on. Moving forward, I actually have an entire schedule built out almost till the end of August. So be prepared. We have podcasts that are going to be back regularly scheduled without anything else to say. I'm so happy to be back. And I love you guys. And I'm out. Eww! You bet. Certified fresh.